Welcome to Scouting for Growth, your go-to podcast where we delve into the world of corporate startup collaboration and partnerships, as well as growth strategies deployed by corporate and institutional investors, as well as those who support them. Today, we have a very special guest. Brandon Libowitz. Brandon is a man who started in digital marketing way back in 2007, fresh from college with a degree in business marketing. He has not only navigated, but conquered the ever-changing labyrinth of digital marketing, an industry known for its constant evolution and complex algorithms. He's the one who helped businesses reach the top of Google rankings and attract meaningful online traffic. Brandon is a mastermind behind SEO Optimizers, a dynamic company that has been assisting small to medium-sized businesses in getting noticed online. These businesses, through his guidance and expertise, have seen traffic convert into clients, sales, and leads. One of his noteworthy stories include helping a friend's insurance website outrank even government's websites for crucial business keywords. But what makes Ijone even more fascinating is how he has maneuvered through the challenges of his industry, the constant changes in algorithms, the intense competition, and the incessant need to stand out are just some of the obstacles that he faced over, over time. Brandon's passion for growth and his unwavering belief in the power of digital marketing is why we invited him today. Over the next 30 minutes, we will explore the steps businesses, big and small, must consider to enhance their digital marketing efforts. From defining clear goals, understanding your target audience, optimizing your website and creating valuable content, to leveraging social media, utilizing paid advertising and measuring your company's success, well, we will delve into it all. And not to forget staying updated with the latest trend and seeking professional advice if you need so. So whether you are a business owner looking to up your digital game or a marketing enthusiast interested in gaining insights from a seasoned expert, we have something in store for you. So if you enjoy listening to this podcast, do not forget to subscribe to it, rate it and provide a comment here below. If there is a topic that you feel needs addressing, just send me an email, a message using the channel options listed too, and I will come back to you. So let's welcome Brandon. Hi, Brandon. Welcome to Scouting for Growth. Thanks for having me on today. So, Brandon, you know, on the podcast, I've always asked my uh, co-host or guests about them. 
So I would love for you to tell us a little bit more about who you are and also what got you into, I guess, digital marketing and SEO optimization. Yeah, my name is Brandon Leibowitz and I've been involved with digital marketing and since 2007, helping people get more traffic to their website, kind of fell into it. So I got my degree in business and marketing. And after I graduated from school, the first job I got was helping a company out with their digital marketing. And I don't really know much about digital marketing. They said, don't worry, we don't know much either. We're going to learn with you and take you to classes and workshops and seminars and did that for a few months. And after working there, just kind of realized everyone's probably going to have a website in the future. This is back in 2007. And I was helping out with their social media. I was helping out with paid ads, doing email marketing, doing SEO and everything works to get traffic. But SEO is just a way to get free traffic. So I thought, why spend money on paid ads if you could get up there for free? And over the years, I worked at different advertising agencies as a director of SEO. And before work, after work and on my lunch breaks, I worked on my own company and built that up to where I was able to eventually quit my job and focus solely on this and been doing that ever since, helping people just tap into that free traffic from Google. Tapping in the free traffic and Google. You know what? Words to my ears, which I really want to understand a little bit more about. So tell us a little bit more about SEO Optimizers, which is the organization you build, right? It is your venture where you are helping businesses, I know, small and big, to become better at SEO-based marketing. Yep. So I help websites get more visibility online. So making sure that they show up for their correct keywords, because you can build a website, but if you don't market it, it's going to be tough to get people to find it. So I make sure that when people search on Google, that your website pops up for whatever product service or whatever that keywords that you want to show up for. So just making sure you get that visibility, tap into that free traffic. And then once people get to your website, try to help out to make sure that traffic converts into a sale, a lead, a phone call, or wherever that specific commercial goal is that you're looking to do. So what is the biggest challenge Brandon businesses have today and need to alleviate when you think about digital marketing? Well, just trying to stay up to date with Google because Google changes their algorithm every single day. So just trying to stay up to date with all the changes. Most of the time, it's just really tiny. And it's not that big of an impact, but every few months, they'll have a big update. And that's where it's just trying to figure out what Google wants because they're constantly changing and they don't really tell you what they're looking for because they want you to spend money on paid ads. They don't really want you to do SEO. So they're constantly changing it and makes it like a game. It's just trying to figure out, all right, what does Google want nowadays? How do I make them happy? That way I continue to get this traffic. So you mentioned Google and, you know, with the current world of generative AI, now Bing is back on track. So when we look at SEO marketing, do we just need to look at Google or do we need to actually have strategies for all the different search engines? No, you need to see where your traffic's coming from and you can use tools like Google Analytics or other tracking tools to see where is my traffic coming from because you never know until you look at the data. And most of the time, I mean, I've been doing it since 2007, and I don't think I've ever seen another search engine bring in more traffic than Google. Google brings about 20 to 60% of the traffic. Bing will bring about 1%. Yahoo might bring about 1%. Then the rest is going to come from social media, email marketing, paid ads, people just typing your website in directly. But 
Google just dominates. But I would check analytics because every website is different, but I've never seen a website or search engine bringing more traffic than Google. But everything is changing and what works today doesn't necessarily work tomorrow. So who knows what's going to happen with Bing or any of the other search engines. But for the most part, they don't even come close to what Google brings in. So do you think actually the current uh, change which is happening with artificial intelligence, and I don't want to go into more de- too much detail right now around how you use artificial intelligence maybe in the work you do every day, but you feel that AI and the generative AI technology which is coming out there may shift that um, preference as, you know, when you think about young businesses, they need to put their money where they are going to get the most traffic. And I know you are saying right now it's Google, but what's your view on channel strategies uh, around search engine and maybe social media too, Brendan? Yeah, I mean, we'll have to see what happens where it's all about just understanding who your audience is and where are they. You don't need to be everywhere. Just need to be in front of your audience. So like myself, I do SEO or like, let's say a doctor, dentist, stuff like that. Most people aren't really going to go on Instagram looking for a dentist. Some people might, but most people probably aren't going to go on social looking for a dentist. They're probably going to go on Google or Yelp, find that dentist, then check them out on social for social proof to make sure they're real, legitimate, credible, trustworthy. So just understanding who your audience is and how do I get in front of them when they're actively looking for my product or service. And that's where you just got to take a step back as a business owner and just think, if I was looking for my product or service, where would I go? Because you don't need to be everywhere. That's where a lot of people spread themselves too thin is trying to be on everything where you just really need to be where your audience is. It's good to have a presence everywhere, but in terms of being active on every platform, not really necessary unless your audience is there. So it might be social, like Instagram might be where your audience is, but it might be some really tiny, obscure social media site that you've never heard of. But if that's where your audience is at, that's where you need to be. So that's the most important thing. You just try to understand who your audience is and how do I get in front of them. So let's talk about a particular project or client, Brandon, you have worked with. Um, what was the great success? What stood out into your SEO work to help them achieve success from SEO? I had a client that was redesigning their website. And when you redesign your website, usually, well, they change their URLs and changing your URL structure messes up Google. They get confused and they don't know what's going on because they rank websites based off your URL. And if you change your URLs, they're really confused and you're going to lose a lot of rankings, which happened. And so it's been going in or what we've been doing is going in and trying to look at what their old URL structure is and making sure everything matches up with three on redirects. gets a little technical, but just making sure that everything aligns that way. There's no broken pages or broken URLs because when they did that site redesign, they lost a bunch of traffic, but by going in, fixing all that, it kind of, it reversed that and got them back to where they used to be because when you redesign a website, you don't want to lose traffic. You want to get more traffic, but sometimes it happens where if you don't set it up properly, all the redirects, Google's going to get lost, confused because they're just a robot. They're not that smart. They need you to really spoon feed them as much information as possible. The more you give them, the easier it is for them to know what keywords you're targeting and rank you properly. But if you get them confused, they're going to get stuck and lost and they're probably not going to rank you for the right words. And that's where you're just going in, cleaning up that site design, fixing all those broken pages and those error pages. Really got the traffic back to where they were initially. And then 
by me going in and doing SEO, which is building backlinks and getting Google to trust them. Their traffic actually started to increase, but for a while they were just dropping and we don't want traffic to go down. We want you to get more traffic. So think about a young business and resources being really scarce today. So I'm thinking about the startups I'm working with every day who I guess those companies need to become better at social media, at you know SEO optimization, at digital marketing overall. So where do you think they need to focus on? Because you write the window into the world is their website. It's like me walking into a shop to buy really nice shoes. You know, I'm actually appealed probably by the front window before even I get in. So what would be your recommendation for young business? Because, you know, resources are scarce and even scarcer right now. What should they focus on, Brandon? Yeah, they just need to focus where their audience is at. That's what matters. They don't need to be everywhere. They just need to be in front of their audience. So that's where they just got to take a step back and try to figure out who is their audience and where are they. That way they get in front of them. Because if they're trying to be everywhere, they're going to spread themselves too thin and there's always so much time in the day. And, you know, I'll be wasting time on places that are not going to get the results versus another platform might get you leads and if you're spending time on everything you're not going to have time to really allocate to the ones that are bringing in the most leads so you just got to figure out which platforms are getting me the most traffic because you spend a lot of time on all these platforms but you just got to really figure out which one is my bread and butter and that's really where you got to focus it's going to be different for every business if we're both restaurants selling italian food the same city, it might be slightly different because you might be catering to a different audience than me and just got to figure out how to hone in and how to get in front of them at the right moments. So you, you are mentioning about the time component, which is a moment. You also mentioned that, you know, a site which is, you know, probably one, you know, an individual or an organization which is moving from statutory A to B, so therefore rebuilding their website, need to be cognizant that they may actually create broken link if they don't have a strategy for migrating site one to site two with keeping the same link because Google will not really know they're the same person or the same organization. So when you look at organizations which are there, you know, what would be the strategies they need to actually consider to make sure that the website is aligned to their SEO strategy? You mentioned target audience. What are the other things they need to consider to be successful? Well, they need to do keyword research, figure out what keywords they want to put on their website. So starting off with tools like the Google Keyword Planner, it's a free tool from Google. It'll show you how many people search for a keyword every single month so you can figure out is this a good keyword or is this a bad keyword? Because synonyms, plurals, changing the words around has a big impact on search volume. And you might think that your keyword is a good one. Like maybe you're selling high heels for women and you think women's high heels is a good keyword. But when you use the tool, you might find out that 5,000 people search for that every single month versus ladies' high heels might get 10,000 searches every single month. So it's all about figuring out what keywords you want to use and then incorporating them in the different areas on your website, mainly the coding, because what we see and what Google sees is different. Google looks at the coding on a website, so you have to go into the coding and make changes. But one place that's easy, that doesn't require coding, is just adding content to your page. Mm -hmm. So adding more text, because Google feeds off text. They struggle with images and videos, but they read text, and that's how they understand what a page is about. So if you could add more text, 
on every single page on your website and incorporate those keywords in there. That's going to really help out without having to get too technical and go into the coding side of things. But unfortunately, Google doesn't really care what you put on the website because they just don't trust anybody and you need to build up trust. Because once you build a website, you could put keywords all over it, but Google doesn't care what keywords you put on the website because they just don't believe you without you building trust up. And the way to build trust is by getting what are called backlinks, getting other websites to talk about you. The more websites that talk about you, the more trust Google is going to give to you. And then they look at those keywords, but it doesn't really work the other way around. Without building backlinks, Google's not going to trust and not going to write websites. So what is a backlink? A backlink is just a clickable link from another website that points to yours. So let's say you're reading an article on Forbes.com and yeah. in there it says Brandon Woods and you click on it and it goes to my website, then I'd be getting a backlink from Forbes.com. So what you are saying is actually when you start wanting to be out there and grow up, you definitely have to have a very strong SEO strategy, understanding how the backlink works to actually have that scoring, that, uh, you know, digital marketing scoring, which makes you not only a trustworthy um, site or company, but also potentially long-term an authoritative entity as well. And all these come together as part of, uh, I guess, digital marketing strategy. Yeah, it all works together. Everything works together because just getting traffic to your website with SEO is just half the battle, which is what I've learned over the years too. So ranking the website, get you traffic, but what happens after people get to your website? You got to get them to convert because that's just half the battle. People get to your website, they're usually going to hit that back button. So how do you get them to stay and trust you? So getting Google to trust you, so they rank you for SEO. And then once people get to your website, how do you get people to trust you? So they actually purchase, which is also not easy to do. Yeah, it's conversion. So what are some of the misconceptions do you think exist at the moment for people with regard to search engine optimization and the overall digital marketing sphere? Because I know a lot of people are scared of it and I still know people because I'm the insurance sector who still prefer to use paper. What do you think are the, the misconceptions we need to be more aware of and remove uh, from ourselves to be better marketeers in the future? Well, I would say that you should check how many people search for your keywords because a lot of people, like you said, they don't think that digital or online is where they need to be, but you could use tools like the Google Keyword Planner and see how many people search for your keywords. So if you're selling life insurance, you could go to Google, type in life insurance, see how many people search for it in California or New York or whatever state or city that you're promoting and you can see how much search volume there is and how many potential leads that you could be getting that you're not getting because somebody else is ranking for those keywords. But that's a big one is people just don't think that they need to be online. But especially nowadays, after everything that's been going on in the world, if the world shuts down and you're not online, then it's going to be tough to get any visibility and traffic because no one's going to be able to find you. So being online connects you all over, like globally nowadays. Even if you're not selling globally, it still connects you and people can find you and learn about you and just builds up your name, your brand, your authoritativeness. And it's always a good thing. So for people to be out there, they need to to build you know, exposure because of the digital economy world we are in today. 
and understanding how you use those techniques to be ranked into Google is crucial to actually drive value for customers. So you mentioned we're an insurance and, you know, if people are looking for life insurance, they are going to go online. Do you think those techniques differ if I am to be looking for life insurance online and corporations? So a lot of the audience we are serving are business to business audience. So startup working with big company, big corporate enterprises. How does that SEO world works for business to business enterprises? It's all the same. It's just knowing what keywords people search for. So it doesn't matter if it's B2C, B2B, or you're not selling to anybody. It's just making sure you put the right keywords in the right places. That way Google knows what keywords you want to target on your website. And then also that you build the trust up by getting those backlinks. But it's not going to change the strategy from who you're serving. It's just changing the keywords. So if you're B2B, you're using different keywords in B2C or whatever it may be that you're targeting. So doing the keyword research and making sure that you put the right keywords in. And then making sure that you build backlinks that are relevant to your business. So if you're a doctor, you want websites that are related to health and wellness to link out to you. If you're selling like soccer balls, you want sites that are related to sports and health and fitness and things like that. So it's all about just relevancy and just making sure that everything aligns with your business and makes sense. It doesn't really matter who you're selling to. It's just making sure that you have the right keywords in the right places and then you have the right trust signals. That way Google will rank you. So it's interesting uh, to me because, you know, once upon a time we used to to knock on people's door. Now we've been trained to check everything on Google, I guess, uh, which is a main platform used and other platforms like social media, right? Whether you mention Facebook, LinkedIn, which is a big platform now used for B2B, Twitter, we'll see how it goes. Instagram, TikTok. So how would you combine an SEO strategy with a social media strategy, Brandon? Well, you just have to understand if your audience is on social, if they're not on social media, then there's no point on being on social like the doctor or like myself. Not many people are going to be going on social media, so I still use it, but I'm not actively posting all the time to get new clients. I'm just actively posting to show social proof to show that I'm still in business. I'm still around because I know most people aren't going to go on Facebook looking for a dentist or a lawyer, eye doctor. Some people might, but majority of people aren't really going to go on social looking for that. So it's just understanding what type of business are you? Yeah. Who is your audience? And where are they? Because you don't need to be everywhere. You just really need to be in front of your audience, but it is good to have a presence on all those platforms, but in terms of being active and spending a lot of time on it, it's not really necessary unless your audience is specifically there. Like if you're selling products, physical products, and social works a little bit better versus service-based businesses. But really just trying to take a step back and think, if you're looking for your product service, where would you go? Are you going to go on social? Are going to go on Google? Are going to go on something else? And it doesn't matter where you go. It just matters that you are on those platforms. That way you can be in front of your audience when they're actively looking for your product or service. So I want to look into the future, Brendan. And, um, you know, when we look at what artificial intelligence and technology brings to us today, I guess the world of SEO and market and digital marketing is going to change. Where do you see digital marketing going in the years to come? Do you see it? I mean, what's your lens on it and how are you going to use it within your organization, SEO optimizers? 
I wish I knew because then we'd all be rich. So it's just trying to stay at it one day at a time because new and new chat GPD is going to come out and make such a disruption in the market a couple years ago. So it's really tough to predict what's going to happen. It's just trying to just stay up to date, read up on different blogs and forums and listen to podcasts and watch YouTube videos and just trying to stay in the weeds as much as possible so I could learn and bounce ideas off other people and just try to figure out what might be in the future. But for now, Google runs the show. It doesn't look like they're going anywhere anytime soon, but who knows what's going to happen because it's really tough to predict. Everything changes so quickly nowadays with digital that who knows what's going to happen. It might be something brand new in a week or two that takes over chat GPT and just dominates all that. So it's really, really tough, but it's just trying to stay in the weeds and learning as much as possible is the best way to try to stay ahead-ish, but there's no real way to stay ahead because no one's going to know. But it would be nice to know what social media platforms are going to take off in the future so you can start building a presence on those. But that's another one where who knows what's going to happen, if TikTok's going to stay around or if something's going to take over, or they're going to ban it or what's going to happen because you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket and want to diversify yeah. and get traffic from as many different sources as possible. You know, it's interesting because over the past three days, I was on Discord um, with, you know, various um, people I've created connection with. And there seems to be two platforms for social media they were mentioning are just emerging. One is called Blue Blue Sky and the other one is called Mastodon. I'm not a tech, so I think Mastodon requires server access and all the things. So I'm not sure when I'm going to be able to try this one. But um, Blue Sky is probably emerging as being a competitor to Twitter. What's your view? Do you keep abreast of those trends and new platforms coming out? Yeah, but in the past I did and it doesn't always work out. So Google Plus came out like 10 years ago and I built that up and built it up and built it up to where I had maybe like 150,000 followers and then they shut it down. So I was like, all right, I spent all this time building it up and then it shuts down. So now I don't really put too much time into growing those accounts because you never know what's going to happen and you don't know which ones are going to emerge and take off or just going to stay stagnant. So I don't really spend too much time on the newer ones unless I know specifically my audience is on that, then I'd definitely be jumping on it. But if it's just more general and it's just growing and then I'm not going to spend too much time on it. I might claim my username and I might have it auto post using like Zapier or IFTTT.com, some of these tools just to automate and keep your platforms active. So if I post on Instagram, I use tools like Zapier. So anytime I post on Instagram, it shares it on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn, Pinterest, my website. But if there's new ones out there, then I could also sync those up using Zapier just mm -hmm. to automate that. That way I don't have to log in manually and post on these platforms and then find out five years from now that no one's using this platform. I just spent all that time doing nothing versus automating it and keeping it somewhat active is going to be a lot better versus unless you specifically know your audience is on there, then you definitely want to jump on there. So, I mean, how do you, you think businesses and, you know, small and medium and large businesses can keep up to date with the current change around digital marketing and SEO optimization um, rules, capabilities, trends, where should they go? How can they make uh, they sure need... they keep abreast of the change? Uh, they need to be constantly reading and learning every single day because it changes every single day. So reading up in different blogs, forums, they can join Facebook groups, they can watch videos on YouTube, they can listen to podcasts like this and just take classes and 
just try to learn as much as possible, talk to other people in their industry, talk to other marketers, and just try to constantly be learning. Because if you're just staying and not learning, you're just going to be stagnant and you're going to kind of fall behind because there is no constant with digital marketing. There's only change and it's constantly changing and constantly evolving. And if you're not in the weeds, reading up on different blogs and forums and websites, you're going to fall behind. So some of the more popular ones for SEO would be like search engine journal, search engine watch, search engine people. Those are some of the more popular SEO blogs that you can go on and learn and read up on. And there's going to be different ones for social and for email and for paid ads. And you just want to be constantly learning. Yeah. And so every aspect of our social media or digital marketing life is being supported by very targeted uh, news media, helping audiences to be more abreast to the changes affecting us. So what would be your tips? You know, what would be the small, you know, series of tips, techniques, takeaways you would you would share with small and medium enterprise organization to get prepared to be better SEO based organization? What should they do? What they should look at beside the, the news agency to start their journey of SEO? I would look at their analytics, look at their data, see what's working, what's not working, look at Google Analytics or other tracking tools to see how their website's performing, what pages people visit, how long they stay on those pages, how they find them, do they find them on Google, Bing, Yahoo, Yelp, TripAdvisor, whatever it may be. And all that data is there. They just need to tap into it. And a lot of websites don't tap into that. And it's just sitting there for free. And I would just really utilize that data to try to make more statistically informed decisions versus just guessing. Mm -hmm. And that's going to really help you figure out what's going on behind the scenes, what's working, what's not working. Because if you don't use that, you're just guessing. And guessing sometimes might be right, but the data is right there for you, then I would really tap into that and try to figure out what is really going on and how do I maximize what's working and minimize what's not working so you can just make, make your website more efficient. So you mentioned that, you know, one who would go into looking at the, this data would want to look at proper keywords. And so would you actually target high-performing keywords or the keywords with the most views or would you actually look at a diversified strategy to make sure that as you're actually making your analysis of the site, where people are going, who is going there, which countries, um, you know, how to use this information to then make and put together the right strategies? What would be the next step of ingredients you would look at to help a small business to actually say, yes, got it? with SEO and I understand no, and now I understand why I need to apply those strategies. Well, you could look at your traffic and you could see how many people go to your different pages on your website. So if you're an e-commerce website, you could see which products get the most traffic. And you can also see how many people leave that page, the bounce rate. So you could see that, okay, this is the most profitable or this page gets the most traffic, this product gets the most traffic, but 90% of the people that come to this page hit the back button. So what's wrong? Why are they hitting the back button so quickly? How do I fix this page? Because without looking at analytics, you might see that you're getting the most traffic of this page, but majority of the people are leaving and they're just dropping off. And if you could somehow keep them on that page, that's going to probably get more conversions, more leads for you. So try to figure out that stuff. It's kind of just becoming a detective and playing around with that data and just getting 
really deep into the analytics because a lot of people get overwhelmed and think they're going to break something. But as long as you click around and play with it, you're not going to break anything. And then you also mentioned keywords and figure out which keywords get the most search volume. But that doesn't mean anything because a keyword, a lot of search traffic might be a one word keyword, like shoes might get you a lot of search volume. But what does shoes mean? Shoes can mean a ton of different things. If you're going back to that woman's high heel example, ranking for shoes, not the best, or even women's shoes. It's just so generic and broad that there's no intent behind it. I mean, so many different things, but someone searching for women's high heels, they're at least looking for high heels. So it's a little bit closer, but still maybe not the best keyword. Maybe someone searching for red women's high heels, size seven, mm -hmm. really long keyword. Not many people are searching for it, but people searching for it know they want size seven, they want red, they want high heels. They're probably ready to make a purchase versus someone just searching for women's high heels, they don't really know what they're looking for. They just want heels, but it's not really specific. So going after keywords that have buyer intent is always going to be better than just going after keywords that have search volume because search volume doesn't mean anything. You could have a ton of people searching and finding you, but if they're not looking for your specific service or product, they're going to hit that back button. It's also going to look bad because Google sees all this people, all the traffic's coming to your website. They're hitting that back button. Tells Google something's wrong with your website that people aren't finding what they're looking for and maybe you aren't the most relevant search result. Yeah, interesting. So, I mean, I guess from our conversation, Brandon, I got that first, you know, define, defining clear goals and a clear direction is going to be very important. And then the things you have been repeating quite a few times is that you need to understand your target audience. You really need to understand the customer you are going after. And interesting enough, whilst you were talking, I just realized you know, there's all these things are happening with prompt, right? Chat GPT 4 and prompting, prompt engineers. But actually a prompt is very much aligned to what you are saying. It's goals, audience, you know, understanding where you want to go, you know, formulating the sentence in such a way that actually meet the, the goal here, search, search engine like prompting but the goal of the customer you are going to go after. And then starting creating valuable content based on the keywords that you actually have identified as really resonating with your 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 audience. Now, what you are saying around, you know, people finding maybe what they want and actually sending emails to whoever is in the company to lead to a conversation is very much, I think, a different problem than just SEO. Then you have to have the right sales uh, engine and sales organization behind you to start converting those leads. But I guess when you start looking at this massive, I think, framework or processes behind digital marketing and SEO optimization, they are not simple. You have to think about a lot of things and stay up to date as well. Google makes it tricky. They don't want you to do SEO. They want you to get frustrated, get confused and spend money on paid ads because that's how they make all their money is through paid ads. So they're constantly changing their algorithm and making it tricky because they want you to spend that money. That's how they make all the revenue. So it's just constantly trying to just stay up to date with all those changes and becoming like a detective and just trying to figure out what's working, what's not working, looking at your competitors, trying to figure out what's working for them, what's not working, and just trying to reverse engineer it and try to get to the bottom of what's really going on behind the scenes and how do I get Google to trust me? So it's funny because one of my very good friend, best friend is at Google. So I'm going to tease him with that. So I will actually definitely tease him. It's like, you just want us to spend money on your search engine. Anyhow, Brandon, where can we find you? 
So I actually created a special gift for everyone. If they go to my website at seooptimizers.com, that's S-E-O-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S.com forward slash gift. And they can find that there or my gift there along with my contact information and also a bunch of classes I've done over the years. I've thrown it for free. So they can watch those classes and see step by step how to do a lot of the stuff that we talked about. And also if they want a free website analysis, they can book some time on my calendar I'm happy to check out their website from an SEO point of view for free. And they can book some time on my calendar there as well. That's very kind, very kind. So guys, you will, you know, Brandon offered two things. So a gift for you to actually learn from classes as to how to deal with SEO and make your uh, website much more findable on Google and other search engine as a scale, uh, hopefully, or maybe, after some of the recent uh, generative AI announcement, but also Brandon is much more than happy to actually give you as well uh, a free health check to make sure and help you understand what's right and what might be less right with your website. What would be the future for uh, Brandon? Where do you see yourself in five years from now? Well, hopefully just helping people grow and grow my business and just helping more websites, get that free traffic from Google. As long as Google's still around and there's SEO, then just trying to help people get that free traffic or just evolving to whatever may pop up in the future and working with those platforms so people could still tap into that free traffic and get their business to grow and get them to that next level. And did you feel, Brandon, that you would be, when when you know you finished school, did you feel that you would become an entrepreneur and build your own business? Did you have that at the core? Was that part of your DNA? Yeah, ever since probably high school, thought I wanted to be an entrepreneur and wanted to have some type of business. So knew that, just didn't know what type of business and just kind of fell into this SEO world, but it all worked out and glad I did. But yeah, didn't know what type of business, but always knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Super. Well, thank you very much for giving me some of your time, Brandon. I'm very grateful to have learned a little bit about SEO. You know, I'm much more of a social media person, but I've learned a lot around what me, my team, and the startups we are supporting should be doing to improve their SEO. So thank you for being with us today. Thank you for having me on. If you like this podcast, subscribe now, share with your friends, and if you enjoyed it, please give it a five-star review. Also, if you want to cover any specific subject with me, contact me on Instagram under Sabine VDL Officials or LinkedIn under Sabine Van der Linden. Thank you.